What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. My name is Brett McGrath. I collect sports cards, and I have a podcast about collecting sports cards that a bunch of collectors like you tune in and listen to every week, and I do appreciate that. I want to first, before we get into everything that is going on around the Stacking Slabs podcast and what we're going to be digging into today, I've got to first thank our good friends and unofficial sponsors. And today, we it is a broad union and it is a union of individuals who put together a product that we love near and dear to our hearts. So I just want to thank everybody and who is a part of the union for pancake makers. It doesn't matter what sort of pancake mix you accompany or represent. You are here supporting the Stacking Slabs podcast and want to thank you. Pancakes are such a luxury. You don't get to eat them necessarily during the week. And if you do eat pancakes during the week, I got to know what your program is because I just don't have time to make them. It's not my mix, okay? But I do get pancakes occasionally on the weekend. I did not get pancakes this weekend. I I tried to organize my weekend around pancakes and the butter and the syrup and all of it, but it just didn't happen. But it's okay. I've got the support of the Pancake Makers uh, Union for, um, you know, getting behind this podcast and getting behind sports card collectors. So if you are looking for something to make um, this week, this weekend, um, try some pancakes because, you know, the carbs don't count, especially on the weekend, and they're just delicious. It is a ticking time bomb for me. As I record this, it is baby number two over here at Stacking Slabs HQ. The is imminent. Um, we are about to have our second daughter. It is coming very soon. Who knows when it will be? But I have made it to sports games and home. And my wife hasn't had the baby yet, so that is a good thing. Um, as I'm recording this, I am back from week four, Colts Rams. Um, just a stinker of a first half. And then you mix it in with a magical second half uh, with our new quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who uh, he's got a little, little Andrew Luck mojo in him a little bit. Couldn't pull it out. Um, that's okay. We didn't deserve that one. Rams, McVay, definitely our crimp tonight. Can't beat that guy. Um, but I will say two and two at this point when the rest of the division is two and two. I can't complain. I really can't. And it's all about AR and he continues to show signs that he is the guy. So that's all that matters. We are a quarter of the way through of the football season. And I think we start to know what we've got at this point. Things can change, but I feel like after a week, you start to see some trends. I can't believe we're already a quarter of the way out done with this thing. I I never want it to stop. I hope it lasts forever. Hopefully you are having a good NFL experience. I'm actually staring out of the window right now and thank God for grocery delivery. Um, We've got groceries being delivered to our doorstep and we definitely have tons of pancake mix. I'm excited to see what pancake mix we have. So if you hear a little background noise, that's groceries being delivered. It is uh, the funny farm over here at Stagging Slabs HQ. There's always something going on, putting the kid to sleep, um, turning the cocoa melon on, off, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, um, waiting for baby number two, collecting sports cards. We do it all over here. Glad you're tuning in and you appreciate this. Also, big news from the week, we had uh, Dame Dalla signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, that is interesting. 
I think what is else is interesting is being a spectator and looking on the Instagram machine and seeing all the positioning and repositioning of Damian Lillard cards or Giannis cards and seeing those prices go up because of this acquisition. I just think the excitement's good. I think moves make the NBA fun. Doesn't seem like any of those types of big splashes ever happened for my team. But you know what? I'm excited for the NBA too. It's just right around the corner. One thing that I want to talk about, the primary theme of today's episode, what I want to dig into is just like the evolution and moving around things in your collection unexpectedly and just going and making some moves and talking about a little bit of an experience that I went through this past weekend. Uh, But before we do that, I know a topic that was on full display in the hobby was shill bidding. And the there were some unfortunate instances with shill bidding, some individuals getting caught red-handed. I think it's really good to always have these conversations. And it just seems like as the time passes, more and more information is getting coming out on individuals and entities that are doing not so trustworthy things in the hobby. And I don't want to talk about the individual use case. It's being talked about. Don't need to do that. What I want to talk about though is something that I noticed just in response of of these unfortunate instances. And the first thing, and I want to make a rule out of this, and I think this should just be understood. And I hope if you're a listener to the show, you just, you, you agree with this. And I don't set to get agreement with everyone, but I just feel like general rule of thumb on this one. I think number one, if you send your cards to consignment, I know there's no, no, there's not a hobby scroll with a bunch of rules, but there should be some unwritten rules. And I'm going to say one right out of the gates. If you send your cards to consignment, you should not be bidding on them under any circumstance full stop. The responses from individuals in our community around buying your cards back based on the market is stupid. That is stupid and it is unethical. You should have no business trying to buy cards you try to push through your consignment. And if you think that that's okay to do, then that's a big problem. Because here's where I have a struggle. My struggle is is if you okay that, if you okay saying, hey, it's okay, everyone can just go buy their cards back, what happens when you put in a bid on your cards and somebody then bids over top of you and gets those cards and has to pay your shill bid premium on those cards? It doesn't make any sense. I heard people in the hobby say that it's okay this week to buy your cards if you send them to consignment. I send hundreds of cards to consignment and I don't even think twice about bidding on them because it's unethical. There is no circumstance where you should be bidding on your own cards. And if you think that what I'm saying is a problem, I think you have a problem. I think we're naive to think that this is an isolated incident with one individual. And I don't think a majority of us think that. I think we know it goes on. And in this case, it's just one individual who got caught. There's so much greed in this hobby and it's pathetic. Think collectors, listeners of this show, people who believe in the hobby as an escape, people who are busy professionals, are out there trying to provide for their families, are doing whatever they can to take care of their kids, are trying to be good spouses who have that sliver of time and they spend that sliver of time enjoying the hobby should be the ones vocalizing how disgusting 
saying it's okay to bid on your cards that are going to consignment is. It's not okay. It is not okay under any circumstance. So I just want to make it a point and say that if I see something, I certainly will say something. And I think plenty of people out there are saying something. Once you put that box together and you package it up and you send it to your consigner of choice, you're done. You can hit watch on those things and see where they're, they end, but you should not be bidding on them. You should not be bidding on them and it is not okay. So I just needed to say that up front. Let's be smart, people. Let's be smart. Hopefully you enjoyed my episode with Jake Roy, 90s b-ball cards on essential credentials. I think it is a vibrant and beautiful parallel with a ton of hobby prestige. It is a card and it is a parallel that I'm aware of but didn't know or can't get in the weeds on the details and don't have a ton of product knowledge on these cards. So it was really fun to talk with Jake and learn a little bit about the parallel, his position in the hobby and where we think it's going to stand years from now. I think it has always been one that's been a little confusing to me. And hopefully this episode with Jake, that's now in the archive, if you haven't already listened, listen, provide some clarity. Jake's a great dude. He's full of passion. And I really enjoyed the feedback and how much you all are, are all getting out of this parallel series. I'm enjoying, like I always do, focusing on cards. Isn't that what it's all about? It's all about the fact that we should be sharing information about cards that we love. And the more we do that, the more we educate, the stronger this community gets. I am here for you, the sports card collector, and my job in all of this and an opportunity that I always see available to me and why I always take it is to tap my network on the shoulder when I think they have something insightful to share with you and bring them on this show and share their voice. It's all about curation. It's not just curating your collection. It's curating collectors' mindset, knowledge, and ideas. And I hope if you come to the Stagging Size podcast and you hit play and you listen to this show regularly, there's a reason why you're doing that. It's because you find, you're finding value from listening to other collectors on this show. We need to talk with each other and share our ideas. And that's why I, I decided to focus in on the cards. I decided to focus in on parallels because I know it's something the hobby is super passionate about. And instead of talking about a bunch of nonsense and topics that I don't think matters, I figured, you know what? Let's focus in on these damn cards. And you know we're going to keep this train rolling. And I've already put this one in the can and I'm excited to share it with you. This Friday, a parallel that I'm sure many of you thought might lead the charge is going to be discussed, and that is precious metal gems, or PMGs, as they say. I am bringing on a first-time guest, new character unlocked. And the reason why I'm bringing on the first-time guest and new character unlocked to talk about this is because this individual has been very vocal at talking about, at sharing information on backdoor copies that are getting stamped and being put in Beckett slabs and sold on major auction house platforms and bringing awareness to this is going on and it's happening with precious metal gems. This episode is not going to be just all about the fraud that's going on with PMGs in our community, but we're going to dig into why these cards are so good and why bad actors are taking advantage of them. I got my man Zan, Zanu23 underscore sports cards. And I just think that 
talking about the print run, talking about its position in the hobby, talking about iconic cards and such, bringing awareness around these backdoor fraudulently stamped green PMGs is a good thing. I think he, in this episode, does a wonderful job of talking about these cards and their position in the hobby. And I know this parallel is likely deep in the, the hearts and minds of you as the collector. The big topic for the rest of the way is something that happened to me just this past week. I think the process of finding out the value that cards really have to us in our collections is really, really important. And I'm not necessarily just talking about the price point and the value and how much uh, money we could make if we sold cards, but I'm talking about all of the things. I'm talking about the value we as collectors put into certain cards in our collections and give it, and they're the reason why these cards still stay in our collections. I think there are signals and there is a myriad of save searches to get through. And that is a moment where we might find an opportunity to say, you know what? There are all of these save searches that I'm going through on a regular basis. Do I really want to be doing this? Are these save searches expired? Should it be time to delete them? That is a time, I think, when you pass up certain save searches and you never go to them, but then you look and you have cards that represent those save searches and you no longer have interest. I think that is a signal for you that it, maybe it's time to move on. I think passing safe searches should be a giant signal that your journey with that search might be over. Look at your collection, look at the sets, look at the players. It might be time to move on. When you see a safe search and you look at your collection, ask yourself this question. Are you planning on adding to that collection? Has your focus changed? It is okay to move on from collections that we have built because we're passionate and other collections that we have take priority or have new interests, or maybe we're starting new collections. One thing that I've learned about collecting cards is you can't have the energy and time to cast a wide net. You can't. It's really challenging. But I do think the experiences that we have when we are building these collections that we might tap out on is really, really good. I think we go through evolutions as collectors and we must embrace it. We must enjoy the utility value that we have with our cards. We do. That is one thing that I think doesn't get talked about enough. One of the things I think about a lot is when do you have too many cards? Are you a volume collector? Do you need cards because getting that mail day makes you feel good? And that's okay. Maybe that's you. And I love mail days. Don't get me wrong. But what I've realized is that the luster of some mail days goes off goes away quickly. And a lot of the times that luster is when cards that kind of hit the 50 to $100 range. I think one of the things I've been saying a lot of, and I picked it up from some collectors talking about mail days, are just like the dopamine hit of it all. I think it adds up and it stacks up. And what do we do with these cards? For me, it's cards that typically I buy raw. Maybe I don't have any plans to, to ever grade these cards, but these cards sit in mags, and I don't know what to do with them at times. And there usually reaches a point, if they don't hit that next stage of the process, that I need to consolidate them all and throw them to the consigner to sell. A couple things that I've learned about in just this accumulation game where I end up selling stuff is that it is really hard for me to focus in and build out sets and have the patience to take them start to finish. 
I loved going through the process of doing that and I've done it several times. But one of the things that I've learned is that when I get to a certain point, I say to myself, you know what? I'd much rather have money to pay for this one other card than having these 20 other cards. I think this could, there could, there could be an element that I'm having another kid, maybe a page is turning on my life. So I feel like a page needs to turn on my collection, but I'm going through this right now. And just, I had this moment this weekend where I was sitting there and I had a little bit of time and I looked at my collection and I just took everything out of the case. I took it all out of the case and put it on the floor. And I just had this heart to heart. And, you know, I call this judgment day. And I had this conversation with myself and it was, what do I want to do with these cards? What is my goal? Do I have passion behind this? If I don't have passion or if this player PC is wrapping up, there's no need to hang on. Just go. And one in a couple of my conversations this week, I, I this came to my mind or this came up in conversation, but one of, it was a piece of feedback that I think is really good and really relevant. And the piece of feedback was if you have thought about selling a card or getting rid of a lane in your PC, it's time to just do it. Your mind is already made up. I think that's interesting. I think it's also interesting to just say to yourself, if you look at a specific player and let's say you've got 10 cards of a player, but you don't have plans on acquiring anymore. And maybe your passion around that has waned a little bit. I think it's okay to just say, you know what? It's time to wipe my hands clean of these cards. It's time to move on. I think there's a bunch of factors that can inspire consolidation. I think uh, important life events when you need cash. Maybe you got uh, in a car accident. Maybe your anniversary is coming up with your spouse and you need to buy something nice. Sometimes we have to look at our collections and say, you know what? This life moment is a lot more important than these cards sitting in my case. So that just makes sense to sell them. I think sometimes, and this is a majority time for me, a new card pops up that I need cash and it requires cash flow. And my easiest way to pay for these cards is by taking the equity out of my collection. That's probably the most normal reason for me to sell cards. I think like I've talked about, sometimes a certain lane in your PC runs its course. And instead of just letting it sit there and die on the vine, take a step back and say, you know what? That was a ton of fun when I built that set, when I collected that player. And I met all these amazing collectors along the way do that. No one talks about that utility value. No one talks about those interactions. And it's okay to say goodbye. You're always moving forward. It is okay to say goodbye. I think one other thing is you're preparing for a move down the road. And this one could be scary, but if you realize or it's made up in your mind that you're going to get rid of a collection, get rid of the collection and just get the cash. And don't just spend the cash right away. That's not smart. Don't just buy to buy. But sometimes you just need to move on and you, you, you need to think about your next move from the perspective of being loaded with some cash that you might not normally have. But having that cash gives you, opens your mind to the, the areas and opportunities where you could really enhance other areas of your collection. Sometimes it's just you have an overwhelm of volume. Too many cards. There's too many cards in your collection and it's just, you sit, take a step back and you say, you know what, like if I got rid of these 50 cards, I'd have cash where I could do something really cool. I started asking myself these questions and it wasn't just one card in particular, but it was just time for a change. I needed a change. I needed 
to reinvigorate my collecting experience. And I got to tell you this. I think to me, the story isn't about the cards that I put in a box, went to USPS on Saturday and sent away. Or it's not about the card that I'm going to get. The story to me in going through this process is about the cards that are staying in my collection. When you go through Judgment Day, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about where your areas of focus. You learn a lot about your passion. You learn a lot about you as a collector. So I I, I just recommend everybody. I say, don't just go sell your cards to sell your cards. That's not smart. But I would recommend everyone to make some time and just take out all your cards and go through that process. Do you care about them? Do you have passion for them? Do you not? Start making piles. Start making piles. If you want to get rid of cards, go do them yourself. Sell them on whatever platform you want. Sell them one-to-one, however you want to. Go find a cons- uh, someone who sells cards on eBay. Go find a consigner and just make those moves. To me, it's not about the more I'm the the more I'm very critical of my collection and where I'm at, and the more I force myself to make moves and not be static. The more I enjoy the hobby, and I understand that's just one individual and one perspective, but I love pushing myself and pushing myself and where I want to be and where I want to focus as a collector. And again, you should never feel bad for selling your cards. You should never feel sad about getting rid of a collection. It's just time to move on, just like anything else in life. Hopefully you enjoy listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast. This is your hobby content alternative. We are going to continue to put out shows even when we've got another baby on the way. I hope There's not a lapse in programming, but I'm trying to do whatever I can to front load some of these Friday episodes. If anything gets lost in the luster, it might be a Wednesday episode or two, but who knows? I'm excited. A lot moving over here with my collection and a lot moving over here with my family and my personal life. Hopefully you're really enjoying cars and you really get to focus in on the parts of the process that make you really happy. And hopefully you're getting something new, you're meeting a lot of cool people along the way, and you're doing this because you have so much passion and it is a great escape. I'm going to remind you for the hundredth time, maybe the thousandth time, maybe the millionth time, this is the best escape in the world. We always have to remember that. You all take care of yourself, take care of others around you. We got my man, Zan, on the program on Friday talking about precious metal gems. We will talk to you at that time. Peace out, everybody.